Vidar and Catherine Ligard are the founders of safarimission.org. Vidar Ligard is also the author of A Fork in the Road, a book that gives you life lessons you were not taught in school and that the church did not tell you. And that is what Safari Mission Podcast is all about, teaching practical steps to personal growth and development. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Vidar and Catherine Ligard. So today we're going to talk about how to beat inflation. Inflation is something everyone's talking about these days because prices keep going up and income seems to not follow suit. Prices keep going up, yeah. Well, why is that? Well, all the nations of the earth, they're no longer on the gold standard. And so the economic policies of the different nations that we are in, whether United States, Kenya, pick your favorite nation, doesn't really matter. We're, we're not on the gold standard. And so prices have been going up ever since we got off the gold standard, and they're going to keep going up as long as we're not on the gold monetary standard. And so trying to stop inflation is probably wishful thinking. So it's better to talk about how do we survive or how do we thrive and how do we beat a financial system that's built around inflation. Exactly. And so how do you do that? How do you do that? That's the question. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, first we want to talk about, you know, we are either a producer or a consumer. That's just how this world is. You Either you, you, you consume and you spend your money all the time, or you are part of creating value and creating products and services and things like that, and that you get money for back, right? Very true, very true. There are companies and there are individuals, they keep on growing in the middle of inflation because they have learned how to deal with this. And if you, if you watch uh, different companies, you know, the, the, the price of their raw materials keep on going up. So they just keep on increasing the price of the output. And so they're still winning in the middle of inflation. Yeah, so for example, if you are a landlord, uh, what do you do when, when prices keep going up? Well, you increase the rent, right? So the ones who rent from you uh, keep having less to spend on their own family and life because rent keeps going up. But those who actually own it, now, you know, they, inflation may not affect them as much because they can increase the rent. Same with the product. You know what do we see? Rising prices everywhere. Uh, well, those who come up to produce these products um, they can raise the prices because, you know, their raw material goes up, so they have to raise the prices for the consumer so that they will keep their profit margin, correct? Yes, uh, very true. You know, uh, rising prices uh, or inflation, it, it really impacts those that are on a fixed income the hardest. Mm -hmm. uh, tends to be the lower classes, the middle classes uh, of society. It tends to be those that are employed because uh, inflationary problems are such that the price of goods and services tend to go up, but uh, payroll or salaries don't always um, follow suit. Mm -hmm. So then you end up with, you know, let's let's unionize. Let's, let's have a competition between employees and employers. And, and, and you end up with this big fight and you end up with, you know, getting 50 cents more an hour, getting five shillings more an hour. And it, it doesn't really change your living standard that much. It's, it's not, there are strategies that are much better than, than unionizing. Yeah, so 
the best strategy is going from being a consumer only. Now we all consume, but being major, majorly a consumer to becoming a producer. And that you, you become a producer by adding value to society, by producing something that has value that other people want, a service, uh, a goods, you know, a, a thing that you could sell. And by doing so, you become a producer and, and the income will be different because now you can set the income uh, or the price of your goods and services according to what it needs to be in whatever the prices are at the moment. Yeah, very true. Um, step, taking one step back, if, if we're an employee, focus on becoming a better employee. Focus on providing more values, more services for your employer. You have a much better chance of getting a good pay raise from doing that versus uh, picketing and, and uh, refusing to show up to work because we're going on a strike. Uh, so that's a strategy that's much more successful um, as an employee. But now, if, if we go to Scripture, uh, you know, in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 11, it says that whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. And that's one thing that if you think of a farmer or you think of a producer, you know, if the food prices are going up, then the income of the farmer is also going up. Right. Um, so whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. And it's, it's really interesting because we know and we have seen so many people that have land. Uh, we see it in the Western world. We see it in Africa. It's, it, it's all over the world. And you see people that have land, but the land is not really uh, producing. And you can find this even, even in a city where somebody has a quarter acre uh, piece of land. And uh, it, it's fully possible to put in a greenhouse, do something that, that produces something mm -hmm. so that you can offset the problem with, uh, with the rising prices. Right. Or if you have land some other place, but uh, you're looking to move to the city, you're looking for employment, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if there is land back at home, why not do something with the with the land that we have? Mm -hmm. and, and really, it's a biblical principle. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. And I think the principle here is work the opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, and part of this is, you know, a producer mindset. You're always looking for opportunities. Right. And you're looking to work those opportunities. The consumer mindset, uh, the consumer mindset is looking for comfort, mm -hmm. looking for entertainment, mm -hmm. looking for the easy way out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the easy way out, comfort and entertainment, if you keep on looking for that long enough, um, there's going to be poverty at the end of that road. Mm -hmm. But if we look for opportunities, now opportunities, they, they always involve work. They do. They always involve rolling up the sleeves. But if we're willing to roll up our sleeves and engage in those opportunities, we will find ourselves a producer. And the thing about a producer is when prices go up, their costs uh, or the, the price that you can sell your products and services for, it goes up as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have a good number of friends that are producers. Inflation doesn't affect them in the same way that it affects uh, people that are in fixed income. Right. Yeah, and that's a big difference. Uh, and it's all about a mindset shift, really is. And uh, I want to just read from your book again, um, a little bit what you said here. And 
about becoming gold. You know, gold is somebody who has value. Gold has high value. So becoming someone who adds value, right? And he says, it is human nature to always look for the easiest way. At a place of employment, most workers do roughly what is expected, not much less and not much more. When work is finished, most look to indulge in what they enjoy doing. They provide just enough value to society while they work to keep their job and put food on their table, yet are looking to maximize their personal pleasure when they clock out for the day. Such thinking must be kicked to the curb if you want to be a gold nugget. A gold nugget. <laughs> yeah, and an interesting thing about a gold nugget is most gold nuggets were not found as a gold nugget. Right. It was mined. Uh, that mining material is, is crushed in crushers. It is put through heat. It is put through pressure so that you can remove all the things that are not really gold in, in what's been mined out. And that's the way it is with us. Um, pressure has to be applied. You, you have to be willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. Right. So instead of looking for maximizing pleasure, you actually maximize your knowledge instead. You look for ways to learn new things that you can put to that knowledge to good use. And that takes effort and that takes work. You can't sit in front of TV, you know, when you don't work and expect to learn new things unless you're on you know YouTube looking at videos you learn something from but I'm thinking about entertainment TV and things like that is never going to grow your knowledge is never going to get you to another place um, you just be where you are at so if you want to go to a different place you got to put forth effort you're going to learn something new you got to start producing something and you got to spend if you have a job you got to spend your non-working hours starting to produce something that will increase your income yeah. because then you can you know whether it's a goods or a service then you have something else in addition to your fixed income that you can that you can get more income from but that's going to take effort that means you have less time for leisure and pleasure and entertainment and you just got to work harder and work more but we've seen it again and again that that's what real producers do they work hard you know they work many, many hours a week, often on the weekends, and they get things done, but it co comes through sweat and tears sometimes, you know? It doesn't come by itself, it doesn't come by accident, it comes by hard work. Yeah, and you, you mentioned a weekend there, you know, biblically speaking, a weekend is a one-day thing. Mm -hmm. We have been trained to think that a weekend should be two or two and a half days, but biblically speaking, we're supposed to work six days and have one day off. So it's it's a little different. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about um, Olaf Thone, mm -hmm. um, one of the richest people, a real estate investor uh, in Norway. He grew up on a farm, grew up with uh, hard work outside of Oslo. And uh, as a young boy, his daddy would train him. Sometimes he would go to town, Oslo is the capital, of course. Um, he's in his 90s. I think he just maybe clocked 100 years. Um, still working. But uh, his daddy trained him well uh, when he was young. And he said, if you're going into the town, and when you come home from town, if you have less cash in your pocket than what you had when you went to town, 
That means you went for the wrong reason. You had no business going to town that day. His dad was very adamant about that, very strict about that. So he learned as a young boy, if he, if he wanted something in town as far as purchasing something, he had to bring more value to town than what he was trying to take from the town. He, he was just not allowed to have a consumer mindset growing up. So it meant work hard on the farm, produce more potatoes, uh, get some more milk out of the cows or whatever the case might be. You bring that to town, you sell that, you bring cash. And if you want a piece of chocolate or you want you know something just for yourself, that, that's fine. But you make sure that the money that you have sold your goods and products for is more than what you're buying for. And that's a consumer versus a producer mentality. He was trained from a very young age to be a producer in everything you do. Even if you're just going to town for the day, make sure you're a producer when you go to town. Right. Um, well, a hundred years later, he is, uh, or 90, whatever number of years it is, you know, he became one of the richest in the country, but it was values that were instilled in him from a very young age. Not thinking about working, you know, is it 45 hours a week? Is it 40 hours a week? Is it 30? You know, producers don't think in how many hours a week do we work. They think right. about what needs to get done in right. order to produce what needs to be produced. Exactly. And that's where the mindset is often different. Because how many doesn't go to town or go to a mall today and definitely come back with a lot less money than when they left? I think that's a lot, a lot of people that that applies to. But just be more conscious about that. Like, am I spending too much versus what I produce? How can I in increase my production? How can I start something on the side that is a service to someone that somebody's willing to pay for? Or maybe a product you can create that somebody's willing to pay for. And that way, you can set your income according to whatever the inflation is at the moment, because then people will pay according to what's normal at the time. Yeah, and you know, I'm thinking about um, just a simple example, um, a tailor or, or a seamstress, maybe sewing curtains for a house and you're delivering the curtains and, uh, you know, you can just deliver the curtains in a bag and expect whoever you delivered your customer to hang the curtains. Mm -hmm. Or you can add an additional service of hanging the curtains. Um, with that service, you can bring it with a smile mm -hmm. and make sure you take your shoes off when you enter that house mm -hmm. and you make sure you clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up after you hang the curtains. Mm -hmm. uh, you can provide the additional service. Maybe there are some hooks that are missing as you hang those curtains. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really the tailor's responsibility in the mind of most people. But if you add that service of, well, I have some options for hooks available as well, that's, that's a value add to the core service that you're providing. That, that's the way producers think. What more, what more problems is my customer or my client having or my employer having mm -hmm. that I can help my employer to solve, that I can help my client to solve, that I can solve for my, for my customer? And that's what producers are. They're problem solvers and they mm -hmm. find what problems that other people don't want to deal with and you help solve them for them. That's how you come up right. in life. When you do that, inflation won't be as big of a deal. But the, the, what's also true is that, um, you know, whether you're a producer or consumer is not necessarily about the amount you bring home every month or every week or whatever it is, because there can be a lot of high income people 
who are still consumers, meaning they spend their entire income instead of turning it into an income generating uh, business or opportunity or whatever it might be. So, you know, you can have all kinds of levels of income that doesn't automatically tell you if you're a producer or consumer. No, the mindset of a consumer and producer is really not by income level. Right. Uh, plenty of people have high paying jobs, but they have set themselves in such a situation that they're still living paycheck to paycheck. They're right. still living month to month. They're still a consumer. So there, there are much better ways of doing it. And, and people that are doing really well financially, they set up multiple income streams. They have multiple sources of, of income. Mm -hmm. And that really is the way to do it because, you know, things in the economy changes. It may affect one income stream more than the other. Mm -hmm. And so you set things up so that you just don't depend on, on one income stream. And then you, you learn how to put things into systems so that you know, what happens if you're gone for a day? What happens if you're gone for a week? What happens if you're gone for a month? How long can your income stream survive without you being present? And that's the hard work of, of building a business. Uh, it's one thing to maybe be a tailor. Uh, it's another thing to grow your business to the place where you're, you're hiring maybe two, three, four, five other tailors to be working for you. But then after that, you need to start working on putting things into systems so that the business keeps on running without you being present. And that's really when you move from having created a job for yourself, which is really what your business is. If you have to be there every single day, you don't really have a business. You have just created a job for yourself. But you systemize things so that there are systems somebody else has a key and they open the door. If, if you have to, if you're the only one that has a key, then uh, you don't really have a business. You, 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 you've created something that you have to be there. So multiple income streams and you work on creating systems so that these things will produce whether you're there day by day or not. And that's hard work. I mean, that's, that's putting gold to the crusher. That's, that's going through the furnace and, and learning and growing along the way. But that's how you increase in the value that you bring to the hour that you bring. Right. And, and growth is uncomfortable. No one really likes growth. That's why most people don't grow because it's uncomfortable. You have to learn new ways. You have to learn new things. You have to, you have to learn new ways of thinking. You have to spend your hours differently than you're used to. And it's uncomfortable to the flesh and it's uncomfortable to so many things. But it's necessary if you want to do something different and have a different outcome in the future than you have right now. You have to grow. You have to learn new things. You have to change your habit, change your thinking. And most people don't want that. And it doesn't come natural to either of us. So it's all grounded in just a decision you make. You know, people don't feel like it all the time. Even people who are producers don't feel like getting up, feel like putting in the hours, feel like it. But it's because they learn to not walk by their feelings. They, they walk by a decision they made and they just stick to that decision. When the feelings are not there, they just stick to it. And that's the difference.
Yeah, I mean, you certainly have to get up in the morning whether you feel like it or not. Exactly. You can't just get to work on days you feel good. Uh, right. you, you, you show up. Uh, there's one other scripture I want to mention here. Uh, it's, it says in Proverbs 10, 11, verse 26, that people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. Mm -hmm. We started off talking about him who works his land will have plenty of bread. This one talks about there's a blessing on the head of him who sells it. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're, if you're doing small-scale farming, there is a temptation to just do enough farming that you can live well yourself. Well, that's, that's fine and that's good, but it's much better to produce so much that you can be a blessing to people around about you. Mm -hmm. So become a larger scale farmer than the one you have, than the one you are. Well, that's more pressure on yourself that, that forces you to grow. But when you grow like that, you, you are providing goods and values and services for other people. And in return, the blessing in your own life will be greater. So lots and lots of little principles that we can employ in order to, to beat inflation. So don't, don't let inflation beat you. Right. Beat inflation instead. Yes. <laughs> and you do that by being a producer. So we hope that that blessed you today. And uh, think about those things. And especially the scripture is there. You know, it's not just something we come up with. It's in the Bible too. These principles work. So... Apply them, put them to use, and then the blessing of God will be upon you. Well, that's it for today. Watch out for our next episode with teachings from Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Safari Mission. You can also visit our website www.safarimission.org or call us at plus 254-741777. 805 to know more about Safari Mission and how you can get yourself a copy of Vidal Ligard's book, A Fork in the Road.